This is episode number 11 of the Abuse Talk podcast with me, Jennifer Gilmore. Welcome to the Abuse Talk podcast. My name is Jennifer Gilmore and I turned my mess into a message. I'm an author and advocate for women in abusive relationships and promote that together we are louder. Each fortnight there is a new episode on the Abuse Talk podcast featuring a series of interviews with those that work in the domestic abuse sector, getting an inside feel for what it's really like in their job role and sharing it with all of you. There's also a chance for you to join in the discussion by leaving a voice recording a message so that we can share together in the discussion. In this episode, I speak to Becky from What's the Debate about the resources and training she provides in the domestic abuse sector and beyond, originally recorded in June 2019. A big thank you to our sponsors, Rockpool. Here's my experiences of Rockpool. Hi, I'm Jennifer Gilmore and I'm an author and advocate for women in abusive relationships. I'm a facilitator of the Adult Domestic Abuse Recovery Toolkit Programme. So I originally attended as a programme participant on the Adult Domestic Abuse Recovery Toolkit Programme. For me, at that moment in time, I didn't realise that what I'd been through was abuse, but I suffered several years of emotional abuse, um, more for the coercive control and back then it wasn't a criminal um, offence. What it did for me was not only did it open up um, the ability to have an understanding with others and for people to understand what I was actually saying, but it gave me somebody to talk to um, and work on and recover. Um, what I went through was something that nobody should ever go through. Even little minor things that seem, seem minor to people, like asking permission to go to the toilet. There were very subtle um, things that happened to me and that, that recovery programme basically helped me change the blueprint he had set out for me um, and tried to, and I still work on that today, but I've got the tools to basically work on that and create a new blueprint for me and that's when I released all of the weight off my shoulders and realised that it wasn't my responsibility of what I went through. In that moment I realised that all these um, people around me had gone through the same situation but in a different setting and I decided to write a book. Rockpool has um, been a journey for me and I'm just so delighted to be involved um, with that. They've basically changed my life. For me, it was about the knowledge that I learned on the programme. It made me realise just how um, impactful domestic abuse can be to somebody and made me realise the trauma of what I went through personally. After the programme, I was inspired um, to find out more about domestic abuse and to actually help other people. Um, I couldn't believe that 
I was getting educated on domestic abuse in that programme and learning how to recover about it. Why couldn't I have learnt about this earlier on in my life? And so I decided to write that book, that first book, Isolation Junction. Um, without Rockpool and that programme, I wouldn't be here today doing the work that I'm doing, helping hundreds of other women and men um, that are going through what's similar to what I went through. If you want to find out more about Rockpool, head to their website rockpool.life or call them on 01803 678070. With that being said, here's the interview with Becky from What's the Debate? So hi everyone, welcome to the Hashtag Abuse Talk interviews. I'm delighted to have the lovely Becky here from What's the Debate? And I'm not going to say too much because... I'm going to get her to introduce herself in a moment. But thank you for tuning in. And also just want to say a big thank you to Becky for joining me in this interview, especially because she is one of our sponsors. So that is super exciting for me. Um, so first of all, Becky, can you just tell us a bit about you and what you do? <laughs> yeah, so um, my name's Becky and I set up What's the Debate around November last year. So quite new. I didn't even um, think it was that new. <laughs> yeah, very new. Um, still kind of sorting things out and stuff. So it's gone quite quickly. But what's the debate is basically um, a service mainly aimed um, for teachers and youth workers to get educational resources and um, to come in line with all the new sex and relationship education. But mainly to tackle around domestic abuse, child sexual exploitation, but also mental health and healthy relationships. So it's resources they can buy, but also I can go in and deliver workshops in the schools and training to professionals. Wow. So, so it's resources, um, but I have seen that um, from, from just the social media and having a look at your website as well. And didn't even realise you were that new. It feels like you, <laughs> it looks so yeah. professional. It's been around for a while. Um, so well done on that. But I noticed that you've got these cards. So can you tell us a bit about the resources and how you basically communicate those um, particular subjects to people yeah so they started off with um six topics so what the resources are i should have had some with me <laughs> but um, they're um pvc cards they're the size of like your cash card your atm card mm -hmm. um and they're printed on so i print them myself package them all up and everything so each topic says like um there's topic for domestic abuse there's one for child sexual exploitation there's relationships one around sex one about risk and one around mental health which is for those the topics for um secondary schools so the older young people um and what they are is they are all myths and misconceptions around that topic um, right. One that I've heard, so I've been working in the field of domestic abuse and sexual violence for about 15 years now. And they're all myths that I heard 15 years ago, but are still hearing. And they're myths that when I used to go in and do group work in the schools in my previous employment, that you would hear the kids say, well, this is what happens because of this or this is why and things like that. So it's all myths that you can then teachers can hold debates with. 
so the kids can say the statements the kids can go whether they agree or disagree and then they can have that kind of peer education as well so that actually when I facilitated them in conferences and things you get some kids that go no that's not true it's because of this and you go some kids go but I've heard it because I've seen it on this social media I've seen it on this program so they can kind of have that discussion and educate each other that's mainly the resources are (laughs) in a nutshell just in a nutshell no but that's really good to hear and I guess it sort of gets me thinking I've I've heard a bit about your um, history and the amount of experience you've got so what was the reason to perhaps even set up what's the debate or even go into this um, industry and you know sort of look at it all together (laughs) I think um, I've always, like I've been in this, I was very lucky that when I finished college and um, did like, I did health and social care and stuff, that I um, was able to get a job in a residential children's home. So it was right. for all boys um, that couldn't be adopted or because of their behavioural difficulties, but the behavioural difficulties through the abuse that they'd suffered. So that was my first kind of job into this field. Mm. And from then, it's just kind of I've become so very passionate about working with children, and young people that are either affected by um, being directly abused or through witnessing domestic abuse. That's what I've been working with for the last three, four years before I started this up. Yeah. And then um, a big part of it is that I love training. Absolutely love delivering training. Um, if you said that while I was at uni, I would have cried. <laughs> Sort of giving a presentation or anything while I was at uni, my voice would sound like I was going to break into tears. But I think through this, it's the fact that I know that through training or doing the workshops is that you are helping people kind of empower themselves, but you're also helping professionals empower themselves to support their caseloads and clients and to support friends and family and everything like that. So it's, I love being able to kind of help people in that way. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for that. That's, it's also nice to know for, for me as a, a person anyway, to, to see how that's developed. Um, I guess it's when you sort of look into things deeper and talking with people about what the passion is or how it begun, it sort of gives it more depth and um, more of an emotional link, really. Um, yeah. So you've spoken a bit about your resources in the cards already and a bit about you know how they work but if if I was to I don't know pick one of those cards up already is it is it like a game can you use it as a game or how it how is it if, like the rules and everything like that can yeah, you tell us a bit about the process and how to play it if it is a game <laughs> <laughs> uh, it can be um so the feedback that I'm getting so how I've done it because I've facilitated workshop with kids how I've done it is that I get them um put all the cards down face down so they can't see the statement and mix up some of the topics so they can choose one so like the older ones always go for kind of like sex thinking it's like that and get a lot of giggles but some like the younger ones because there's separate topics for primary schools as well so they'll be like oh we want to pick um, like a friendship one or growing up one I would then read the statement and say this side of the room is agree this side of the room is disagree go to which side that you think um so then they would go and then I'd say okay let's have a kind of a discussion or a debate about why you've gone to that side of the room so they'll take the turn so one person will say I I agree with it because of this and I say okay has anyone this side got what do they want to like kind of 
have their counter argument with and they'll be like no we we don't agree with it because of this and things like that so you can kind of do it that way and you can depending on the engagement of the room what the how long the session is I've done it for 15 minutes but also up to 45 minutes to an hour I know some um, of the primary schools will use one card and have a 15 minute discussion in like their circle times um, but they can also be used on one-to-one so I had um, a young person come around and she was talking to me about um, her relationships and how she was like finding it a bit annoying with how all of her friends were with their boyfriends and things like that. So I put the cards out and I said, what statements of these cards do you agree with? And she kind of picks them all out and put them like in a line. So then we had that discussion of where these statements like come from. Why does she mm. believe them? Why does she think other people believe them? And a lot of it was like around peer pressure and society and social media and things like that. And so then we got to have that kind of discussion. But then we also had, well, how do you think these statements if you're growing up hearing these statements every day how would you think that makes you feel how would that make you like stop you from doing certain activities or certain behaviors and things like that so then we had this really good discussion just around kind of like her picking some of these statements out that she thought she agreed with that sounds really good and didn't even consider like a multi-use they yeah. are <laughs> you can use them in different ways which is really interesting um, and I, I suppose it'd be really good for events as well for getting that discussion and conversation and, and more like maybe thought, thought-provoking at events to get people thinking about it openly and yeah. not being afraid maybe to, you know, put themselves at one side of the room and be like having that perception that maybe has been there for quite some years because of the way we've been brought up in with yeah, the media exactly. involvement and for everything else that has been involved in that sort yeah. of idea process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because each they all come with like a facilitator's guide mm-hmm. and then also like four other lesson plans. So then the teachers can extend the knowledge and the development as well. So it can spread over a couple mm-hmm. of sessions or they can have like, if they have like a, a whole day learning mm-hmm. then they've got like a pack of different lesson plans that they can do as well. But um, I, did some workshops just some bite-sized workshops at an anti-bullying conference in Portsmouth in the beginning of the year with primary school and that was exactly it we had a very brief like little chat of like what do they see as a debate made sure there were some ground rules like you're all here because it's an anti-bullying conference so obviously make sure you're nice to each other there's no wrong answer and then the the best one which I love doing is is boys stronger than girls you can imagine what that one was all the boys agreed and all the girls disagreed (laughs) And we had that very brief discussion. They said, well, we're better at football and we're better at this. And then I just simply said, but what do we mean by strength? Mm. And the whole room just went, oh. Really interesting. They, <laughs> they all, there's, all different, there's emotional strength and there's physical strength and there's being like intelligence and things like that. So then they all kind of like got together in the middle and went, no, we're all the same. And I was like, brilliant, good. I think I'd like so to that, be a fly on the wall with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was in the background as well and as soon as they all the kids went oh yeah they went yep petty dropped <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, um sorry go ahead no I was just saying it was just quite it was quite good <laughs> yeah no I can imagine that to be honest I think it's quite interesting to see what pe- what how people respond as well and even yeah. you know young children um so obviously um I've seen that you can buy the cards on your website um mm-hmm. how how do people access you know those cards is it just through through the website or do they have to have any kind of training 
um, I know you do some training. So how does that how does that work, and how yeah, do people so access we, it? So they can just go on the website and buy them because obviously a lot of um, like I said, it comes with facilitation guide of like mm. tips and um, all the kind of facts and statistics to go that go against the statements and the myths and things like that. So all that information is put on there mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day, like I said, most of my clients at the moment are teachers and youth workers so they already have those skills and they know Mm. their young people that they're delivering this to so they know who their class is and they know kind of the dynamics around it and things like that so they can if they want to just buy them um they can buy as many sets as they want and they can pick and mix there's no you can only buy the six main ones i mean i've expanded now as well so the six main ones now also include like sexting and porn and Mm. drugs and alcohol and things like that so they can pick and mix what like to make their own kind of like toolkit but if they if they feel especially a lot of teachers um uh kind of a bit concerned around the new sex and relationship education coming in of like they've never been trained in it they don't get the training they're not sure how to tackle some very like of the sensitive and delicate issues like domestic abuse and child Mm -hmm. sexual exploitation then they can um, purchase a package where they get the six topics, all of the cards from those six topics, facilitation guides and lesson plans. But I can also come in and do a kind of train the trainer workshop around the skills and how to use them and how to tackle those kind of sensitive questions that might come up. That sounds great. Thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, it's great to sort of get an inside you know feel for it and talk to the per- the person behind what's the debate <laughs> <laughs> so um i suppose we should maybe talk about how much does it cost then um for your trading and for the cards so the cards are um 30 pound a topic but the more that you buy there is then discounts applied so if you would like to buy two then it's like 55 pound and mm-hmm. then more discount is taken off as well yeah. so if you were to buy like the whole set it I think it works out if you buy the whole set of six it's 180 pound I think it's not right in front of me but it, it all does all discount off and then the um training well the training at the moment all my training and workshop at the moment does have 20% off until mm-hmm. the end of July um to celebrate that we've taken that step to become a limited company rather than a sole trader yes. so um there is 20% off at the moment there's it's different because for certain workshops and how schools do it that sometimes they have you for an hour sometimes they have what's down for drop down days and things like that so mm-hmm. there are set prices um a lot of it is on my website but they can also contact me and then it can be bespoke because sometimes depending on the location there might be travel expenses but they might not depending on where it yeah. is yeah <laughs> well <laughs> talking a bit I don't know more, more personally, but we have to talk about your SBS win because <laughs> yeah. that is very exciting. Yeah. How how did you feel winning the Theopathetis um, hashtag SBS competition? So for people that don't know, it's a competition every Sunday night. Theopathetis is a, a former dragon um, from Dragon's Den on the B. Is it BBC? I want to say BBC. Oh, it's BBC too. Um, and holds this competition each week and I, I think it must be thousands I want to say thousands I think hundreds of people have joined in, into it and um, it's quite a prestigious thing yeah. now isn't it so it is, yeah. and it was um, amazing so I won um, on Christmas Eve <gasps> yes <laughs> that's exciting what a nice um, so 
I think the it was the Sunday, so you enter on the Sunday and then he announces the winners on the Monday. So I entered on the Sunday, which was Christmas Eve. Um I'm we're staying with my mother and well, soon to be mother in law at the moment, who is Polish. So Christmas Eve for them is actually more important than Christmas Day. So we were getting ready, she was having a shoe spread, which is like twenty four different courses. <laughs> things like that and my partner shouted out to me and he was like are you ready and I was like yeah and I went oh quickly enter it so I put, like, did my tweet sent it and then obviously it was Christmas Eve forgotten about the day and things like that and then the, the next day I'm washing up some of the leftovers from the day before and my phone starts buzzing it like does the notifications when you get on Twitter and then it just would not stop making this noise because I'm like washing up like what is that looked and how um he announces it is that he retweets you and then he says congratulations and it was all it came up was like you've been retweeted by Theo and I was like oh <laughs> and it's I was always like, when you least expect it perhaps <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was to myself everyone was kind of out getting the last bits for Christmas and things and yeah so I was washing up and did like a little dance and phoned my mum up straight away and I was like oh, what did you secretly jump up and down I would think I would have jumped up and down like yeah, yeah I, did. I did I had a little dance I think I scared the dog and the cat oh and how did um, it how did it feel going to the event and actually meeting him in person and going to his because he does like a one once a year isn't it that he does this massive yeah. event for SBS winners and you can mm-hmm. go down and you get your certificate I guess and I think there's yeah. like loads of goodies and whatnot for that day isn't yeah, there? Really. so I'm um, quite lucky it was in Birmingham so it's not far for me to go at all. <laughs> um, and I took um, my mum who some people might know as strength cards on Twitter um, because obviously she helped me set all this up and everything so mm. she came with me but it was amazing because he does obviously like the weekly chats as well so you get to talk to other SBS winners and network and get that support and then you actually will get to meet everyone on that day so it's really nice if you finally put like faces to names and go oh I've been chatting to you for however long and things like that so it's it was a really good event and really inspirational quite motivational we had like people from Google to kind of do that how to sort out your website and the best kind of things that you can do to optimize everything. Um, he had Sir Tom Hunter there to do kind of like a talk of how they both kind of started off as very small sole traders basically and have developed to what they are now. And um, it was really good. Yeah, there was a good, nice little goodie bag that we got at the end as well. Yeah, so that's always got to be a winner for me. <laughs> Yeah. The well, goodie bag. Yeah, and the fact that you got to meet him and you know have that yeah, photograph yeah got to meet him and met that photograph um there's one picture it looks like he's going in for the kiss which is quite funny um <laughs> i don't think i've like, seen that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was lovely because he kind of he gives although obviously it's quite busy and there's quite a few winners like when you got with a photograph he kind of said to me he was like like which one like which one are you looked and I said oh what's the debate and he was like oh yeah and he said and I said obviously you know doing the resources around domestic abuse and CSE and he said that's a really tricky like area and field to work in he said and so you'll be you're doing a fantastic job like well done things like that so he takes that time to just have a quick chat with you while you're taking your photos and things like that that's really lovely I think that is is what you want as well isn't it so yeah. I want to give you a personal congratulations again for being an SBS winner <laughs> yeah um, looking forward to next year's one because you get to go every year now yeah well my husband's going I'm not <laughs> oh 
so you'll have to meet one. my husband. Yeah, he's one. Oh, you'll have to go as, as his plus one, though. No, yeah, we'll have to see. Just to meet everybody. Um, so we, we've you've spoken a bit about your experience as well, um, and you know, you obviously have fifteen years. Was it that you were saying before? About 15 years, which makes me feel quite old, but yeah. That's... <laughs> well, that, that's quite exciting. And you, you might have maybe already answered this, but um, I guess I'm kind of looking for maybe something else. But what stands out to you out of all of that experience? Like, I don't know, like a learning curve or like a particular memory um, that it's really helped impact your kind of journey with, with what's the debate? Um... There is a few. I think, kind of, if never judging a book by its cover, especially with young people, a huge. So I started working in the children's home while I was doing my degree in criminology, and I originally done that because I wanted to work for the youth offending team. Right. And back then, I mean, you're talking 15 years ago. One of the youth workers came to youth offending workers come to speak to one of the boys. He was 12. And kind of basically belittled him and said, well, you've wasted your life now because you've like done this criminal act, um, which was a very petty criminal act. And the reason he'd done it was because of the abuse that he was suffering. Mm. And I really didn't like how he was like treated. And I was like, well, no, it, it's not as black as white as that. Mm. And there's so much, and, and as we know as well with like women, that there's a high proportion of women in prison, but that they've been victims of domestic abuse. And a lot of that might be because theft for, that's the only way they can get food for the family and things like yeah. that. And aren't as simple as that and black and white. Um, so that was a big kind of curve of, no, actually, I really want to work with young people um, that are survivors and victims and I want to help them much and kind of change that very straightforward thinking of like well you've done this that's wrong and that's mm. it kind of thing um but then also I was very lucky when I finished and graduated that I managed to get a job with Bernardo's um in the field of child sexual exploitation and I think a big one of that is the, that was mainly with girls um, that I was working with on the one-to-one -one basis and a lot of school and raising awareness as well mm. but two girls in particular um, one that I'd sat with that had um, unfortunately she had suffered um, she was raped and while we were sat there waiting for the um, police and social worker and things like that she sat there and she went why are we always taught about stranger danger when it's not strangers mm. And that took me a lot back to my own childhood and school and things like that, is that it was always kind of stranger danger and everyone doing the jokes about, like, you know, the creepy old guy with the trench coat and come and have a look yeah. at like, puppies or some sweeties for you. And that's not it at all. Mm. It's really not. Um, and then there was another gal who had been through a very similar situation. However, hers was that she'd gone out, had... Um, normal typical teenage party and was telling me and we were sat in mcdonald's and the most heartbreaking thing was that unfortunately she had been sexually assaulted as well but she hadn't realized it Aww. and she was just sat there eating her big mac talking about this party about how 
the party was really good. She went and I got really drunk. She went and I know she went, oh, she went, I got so drunk that I ended up throwing up in the garden outside. Went back to the party, enjoying the party. And then it was just so blase how she said it. She went, and then I think I passed out. I woke up and there was a guy on top of me and I passed out again. And then she just carried on talking. I was like, whoa, what do you mean? And she was like, and she thought I was going to tell her off kind of about the drinking and how much, because she had thrown up. And she was like, I oh, know I shouldn't have drunk that much. I went, no, 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 I really don't care about that. What, tell me about the guy. And she was like, well, I just woke up and he was off of me and things like that. And then it was like on that realisation and she went, she kind of like stopped and her just face, as she suddenly realised, she went, that wasn't okay, was it? I went, no, that really was not okay. And when she was kind of sat there, and then when we went through all that whole process of the hospital and all the evidence, mm. that she sat there and she went, she was kind of doubting it. She went, but I couldn't have been like raped or sexually assaulted. And I said, why? And she went, because it wasn't a stranger and it wasn't violent and I wasn't screaming and pushing him off. And I said, but that's not what it is. Yeah. And I think a lot, still to this day, that, I mean, that was seven years ago. Yeah. And still to this day when I only started this in November before that when I was working with young people in schools and things that it's very much like domestic violence has to be violent mm. and rape and sexual assault has to be that stranger and happy mm. that violent thing because that's what they see on telly and that's what's dramatized and things mm. like that and that's not it at all and again that very much with that young girl said why are we taught about stranger danger when it's not yeah, and I think that's a lot. A lot's been talking about now is the sexual coercion, coercion, yeah. and that's so so important to talk about because it comes hand in hand with any you know domestic abuse and any other kind of situation. And and even like what you said about stranger danger, I don't teach my my children stranger danger. I say stranger aware, you know, because yeah. sometimes uh, there's been moments in my life where strangers have been helpful. Or able yeah. to help me, and I was like having a walk today, for example, and we're just in the countryside, and there was this woman. Um, she had this allotment, and we just had this lovely conversation with her, and it's just about does that stranger, you know, sort of addressing the situation. And if I'm sitting to my children, stranger danger, but yet I'm going to speak to people out in the public and yeah. talking to people, being polite, and you know, having that kind of way of living then it doesn't it doesn't really give a solid message does it um but yeah hopefully that will catch on and keep going with (laughs) it and and whatnot but yeah i think it's really important everything that you've said there especially with um knowing you know knowing that it was not okay knowing that it wasn't you know that it was um rape or whatever word we put to that that it wasn't right yeah um but no, thank you for sharing that with me. I think it's really helpful to hear like kind of like case studies and to sort of get an idea for sort of the work you've done and the, you know, your experience and obviously bringing that into what's the debate, which is new and I didn't even realise it. Um, <laughs> you know, I've looked yeah. through the material, <laughs> and, you know, ha- had a look and um, I do encourage people to, to have a look. And I used to be a youth worker, so I would have seen the value in, in that as a youth worker kind of hat. Um, thank you so much, Becky, for answering my questions. I hope it wasn't 
too too much or anything i really enjoyed doing interviews and also want to thank you again for being a sponsor for abuse talk which has just celebrated its first birthday happy happy birthday which is just a shock to me because it's gone so fast and (laughs) there's so much to go on and do um and for those that are watching right now um at eight o'clock gmt it's hashtag abuse talk on twitter and I'm sure Becky will be there because she's there nearly every week. I was. Um, yep. <laughs> and tweeting. So if anybody didn't have the chance to ask any questions while we're here um, chatting, then do send over a tweet to Becky and I will share her information on Twitter. And of course, um, one thing I should ask is how do people find you online, Becky? So it's um, on the website is www.whatsthedebate.co.uk. Twitter is What's the Debate. I'm also on Facebook under What's the Debate as well, and Instagram. That's great. Well, and, I, and I've just I always say it, I've made you say it for no reason because I'm going to put it in the description. So if you're <laughs> wanting to get there straight away, go to the description on this YouTube channel, and uh, you'll have all the links direct to What's the Debate. Um, also want to mention before we go that the next um, interview will be on the 3rd of July so pencil it in I always want to say 7.30 but depending on the interview it's creeping to 7.15 so have a look for the tweets um, and information before then but you can follow everything on hashtag abuse talk and just want to say a big thank you again I think I've thanked you many times now (laughs) but thank you so much Becky Um, it's been such an interesting and thought-provoking interview to hear about what you've done with um, What's the Debate and I wish you all the success um, and hope that people check you out on here. (laughs) Thank you and thank you for having me. (laughs) No problem. A big thank you once again to Becky from What's the Debate. It's always interesting to find out about the different resources available in the domestic abuse sector. The next interview is um, broadcasting live on YouTube on the 5th of February, available on the podcast from the 6th of February. And like always, it will be repeated on Access Northwest radio station, 8pm on Wednesdays, 2pm on Saturdays and 5am on Mondays. You've been listening to the Hashtag Abuse Talk podcast with me, Jennifer Gilmore, author of Isolation Junction and Clipped Wings, both available to buy on Amazon or my website, jennifergilmore.com.